everybody. Welcome back to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. My name is Ben Pekulski, and we frame this podcast around living your greatest life in a body that you absolutely love. I was once a professional bodybuilder, and everyone asks, Ben, why have you changed the way you approach fitness? Why have you changed the way you approach training? And today, I'm going to reveal the answer. We get into the conversation around longevity, the best practices in longevity, and some of the science that I'm going to be diving into today. And for the entirety of 2022, one of my primary objectives for 2022 is to start to bridge the gap between intelligent training, which is what we've been teaching here for years in muscle intelligence and muscle expert prior to that, and how you can ultimately apply those best practices and that knowledge to extend your life. There's some amazing, amazing researchers and people out there implementing best practices every day, studying deep levels of science so we can ultimately extend our life and the quality of life. And that's the conversation of today's podcast. I'm going to give you my 30 best practices that you should be thinking about on a consistent basis. I won't say you need to do them all every day. And the one singular thing that Dr. David Sinclair says is the solution to all of it and actually the reason why we do any of these practices. All that coming at you after a note from our show sponsors for today. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bioptimizers. They have done it again with Biome Breakthrough. They're always on the cutting edge of releasing brand new products that are highly effective. And I love this new product. So if you've heard me speak in the past or you've ever worked with me personally, one of the first things I work on with my clients or anyone that I'm working with personally is the microbiome. The microbiome is kind of the lens or the filtration system that everything passes through. And if your microbiome is dysregulated, dysbiotic, your body doesn't process food well, you become inflamed, you have digestive issues, your body can, your brain can become inflamed, you can lack focus and you can get brain fog. So many things are associated with this uh, lack of a healthy microbiome. So the holidays are over and the time to set our eyes on new goals and New Year's here. After the stress and frenzied fun of the holiday season, you and your immune system might be feeling a little more down as you can hear my voice. So Biome Breakthrough is the first line of defense. If you guys don't know, over 70% of your immune system is in your gut. It's literally your first line of defense in ultimately staying healthy against any of these bacteria or viruses that are existing on, in our world today. So uh, luckily for me, I just got a little um, tickle in my throat, but um, it, I, I do feel as though I have a very, very healthy immune system and just happen to catch me a little rundowns. So uh, thank you to Biome Breakthrough for sponsoring the show and ultimately supporting my immune system as I do feel a little rundown right now. You guys can head over to biomebreakthrough.com slash muscle and use the code muscle10 for 10% off and try this brand new revolutionary product. I suggest everyone do it for about 30 days to start and see how it works out. Microbiome has to be diverse. It has to be healthy. Your gut has to be healed, which means you don't want to have gut permeability and to allow these larger sized proteins through. There's so much research right now going into how to optimize gut health, because as you can imagine, everything that goes into your mouth is passing through this microbiome. It's passing through these enzymes, this acid, and if it's any of that is in any way dysregulated or not optimally functioning, your body will not be optimized. All the best food in the world is futile without a healthy microbiome. So without further ado for me, don't forget to check out biomebreakthrough.com slash muscle get hooked up for 10% off. And now we're back to the episode on longevity. 
Everybody, welcome to the podcast. I apologize for my hoarse voice. I'm sitting here sipping a little peppermint tea as I decided I want to get on and talk about longevity. So longevity is one of my primary areas of focus for 2022. And why I took an interest in it, as you guys can imagine, 20 years almost as a professional bodybuilder, and I definitely inflicted some damage on the system. And I uh, many times I was a very large human uh, walking around in excess of 320 pounds. Uh, my stage weight was often in excess of 280, 275 was about average. That's you know under 4% body fat. That's a large, large human. And there's just a lot going on in your body. Whether or not I was lean, I was cardiovascular fit, there's a lot of stress from that amount of training at any level. So I've taken this uh, extensive interest in how I can ultimately reverse the aging process. And I work with high performers from all around the world who ultimately want to perform at their best, but we also don't want that performance to take away from our ability to live long. A lot of the guys in the sports are dying of heart attacks, they're dying of uh, kidney failure, they're dying of so many different things that if we just learn what the best practices are, maybe we can start to reverse them or maybe we can prevent them in the, in the first place. And so Dr. David Sinclair recently started a podcast called Lifespan. He's got a wonderful book called Lifespan. He's also been a previous guest on the podcast. He's certainly the world's leading expert right now on longevity and what actually fuels aging. And I plan to have Dr. Sinclair back on the podcast. And uh, in the meantime, I wanted to start a little conversation with you guys about ultimately what we should be doing on a consistent basis. Now, I have a list of over 30 things here. I don't expect everyone to do them all the time, but I would like for you guys to at least consider them and how they are implicated in longevity. Dr. Sinclair says all of these things that I have listed here contribute to one single factor. And all of these ultimately are either positively impacting it or negatively impacting it. And I'll tell you what that factor is right at the end of the podcast. But in the meantime, uh, I want to talk to you about what the best proven practices are to ultimately improve your ability to be healthy, be lean, and be muscular, and ultimately live long. Okay? So, and this is in no particular order. This is just the way they came to me. But I want to walk through some of these things. And some of them are a little um, subjective, we'll say, and some of them are very objective. And so I think some of them are going to be like, oh, geez, that's a little woo. And yeah, maybe, um, but some of them are, are super objective. So whatever resonates with you, my suggestion is you pick three to five of these practices or 25 of these practices, write them down and implement them on a frequent, on a frequent basis. So the first one, and I've been experiencing this a lot lately, actually. So you guys know I retired from professional bodybuilding at 35 years old. I left with my health, right? My health was great relative. You know, I, I didn't have any heart damage that I know of, any kidney damage that I know of, any liver damage that I know of. Obviously, my, my system was stressed. Um, and probably a lot of stress. And it probably didn't need to be 300 pounds all the time. I didn't need to be eating as much food as I did. But in general, if you're looking at my blood markers, if you're looking at my organic acid test, I'm a pretty healthy guy. And so I'm super grateful to have exited bodybuilding with that. And the reason I exited bodybuilding was because ultimately I have children and my purpose shifted. Everyone says, man, why did you retire? You could have been so great. I'm like, you know what? I did the best I could in the time frame that I had, and God has new plans for me. And I, I don't say God in any way religious. I simply mean the, you know, the universe, God, however you want to frame that. I think my purpose is greater. And 
And that's the first topic is purpose, living life with purpose. I think when you don't have purpose, it's so easy to get pulled into complacency, to get pulled into what's expedient or what's easy. And our society is literally built around creating things that are easy, isn't it? So we become lazy, we become complacent. We're, we're built on convenience. Everything we need is, is the touch of our fingers, right? It's our fingertips. And that is literally a terrible existence, uh, except if, if you have a, a greater purpose. So the thing that drives people to take massive action, sometimes uncomfortable action, is having a massively transformative purpose, right? What um, Jay Abraham calls an MTP. So uh, we want to ultimately think about what is my purpose? And that's sometimes hard. And one of the greatest things I did in 2021, and I want to give a shout out to this guy who's a previous guest of the show, I signed up for a 12-week men's group where we met once a week for 12 weeks for about probably two to three hours each time. And um, one of the greatest things I did was sign up for this group. And Mike DeSanti was the guy who put on the group. He's a previous guest of the podcast. If you haven't listened to his podcast, uh, geez, do yourself a favor, guys specifically, go over and listen to it because... It's just phenomenal. And he's such an incredible wealth of information. So I, I went ahead and signed up for his 12-week plan or his 12-week um, men's group. And uh, he really defined purpose so well. And he said, to, to find your purpose, live a life on purpose. And that was the simple statement. I mean, it, it was much deeper than that. And Mike gave us so many great takeaways that I literally have pages and pages and pages of notes that I've already reviewed twice since the uh, event. But live a life on purpose. And what does that mean? Be intentional about the things you do. I don't want to spend too much time on purpose, guys. But my suggestion is uh, the thing that's missing in most people's lives is uh, purpose. And how do you find purpose? Well, create a life on purpose, which means maybe you sit down and you schedule out your week. I can tell you I've been guilty for the last three years of living a life that's mostly reactive. I have a lot of things in my life that are scheduled. And unfortunately, probably 50% of my time is reactive. And I've, I've been much less productive than I would like to be or than I would expect to be. So one of my goals or one of my new action items for this year is to schedule everything. I want to be scheduled. And that sounds like you're losing freedom. But in reality, for me, that's actually increasing freedom. Why? Because when I know my things are done, they're done. And I can just breathe and I can be free knowing that I consciously chose the things I'm going to do today. I made a conscious decision that these are the things I want to do today. And every, as soon as that's done, I can just relax. I can just breathe. So for me, that increases the freedom rather than always feeling like there's an open loop of 700 things to do. I sometimes have a, a list of things to do that's 100 things long. I know I can't get to them every day, but if I plan out my top five every single day, usually I do it the night before, I know that I can live intentionally. I can schedule out my life and I can live with intention and purpose. So that's number one. Number two, again, no particular orders, community. Community, gosh, you know what? I realize more than ever that the people you surround yourself with are either picking you up, lifting you up and making your life better or they're doing the opposite right? You're either carrying people or they're carrying you. And hopefully both, right? Hopefully when your tribe is down, you pick them up and you're the one who is the lighthouse in the storm. And when when you're down, maybe they're there to support you. And this is the type of tribe you want to create. And I know a lot of people out there are living a very, very lonely existence right now with the climate, quote unquote, climate, political climate of the world right now. It's insane how uh, isolated we are forced to be. This is not choice. We're forced to be isolated. We're forced to wear diapers on our face 
and not have conversations with people. It's absolutely ludicrous. And I hope that everyone wakes up to the reality that this is complete horseshit and has nothing to do with your health and everything to do with control and starts to push back on the government. And I think the start of that is just like, stop allowing yourself to be controlled with masks and mandates. It's all bullshit. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off, but there's so much research showing that all of it is just nonsense. So it doesn't make sense that they're going to, they're going to mandate these things. Anyways, I don't want to polarize the audience, but I think it's kind of at the point where it needs to be. People need to wake up to the reality that none of this is about your health. And if you think it is, you're simply reading the wrong information. If your only source of information is the media, then you're definitely getting a very, very biased source of information. So start looking. I've, I've actually pissed off a lot of people by saying this, but good. I fucking hope so, right? It's time that everybody wakes up and realize this is not about your health. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, number three. Probably one of the simplest things you can do, and it ties in with a couple of the other um, longevity practices here, but it's breathing. So why is breathing maybe the most important, one of the most important things we can do on a consistent basis? Your breath determines your, your physiological and your psychological state, right? So you guys have heard me talk about this before. Breathing is one of the gateways to a, a higher amount of arousal or a decreased amount of arousal. What does that mean? So if I am walking into a business meeting or into a squat workout, I expect that I have a different level of arousal than if I'm walking into my daughter's room to read her a good night story or to snuggle her or rub her back, right? Those are not the same level of arousal. And when you become conscious enough in your life to be able to choose your state of arousal, you become a very, very powerful human. You become a very powerful person because I can then... I can choose to be the warrior when I need to be the warrior, but then I'm not a victim to being the warrior all the time, right? I can choose to be a warrior. I can choose to be a monk and everywhere in between. And that ultimately to me is, is a very, very powerful way to come at the world. And so my suggestion, everybody, is uh, learn to control your breath. And there's three things you want to control when it comes to breath. I've talked about this before. I've had many amazing guests in the podcast that speak about breath, specifically Patrick McEwen, Brian McKenzie, James Nestor. Uh, three guys that are just unbelievable. And if you're interested in breath at all, I'd say start with Patrick McEwen, move to James, to uh, Brian McKenzie, and then go to James Nestor. And uh, if you want to read a book, pick up James Nestor's book, um, Breath. It's just called Breathe. Breath or Breathe, I forget. Um, but so, so useful to be able to realize that my biomechanics, my biochemistry, and my cadence, those are the three kind of lever points in breathing. Bio, biomechanics, how I, how I breathe, movement biochemistry, the ratio of oxygen to CO2, and cadence, the length inhale versus length uh, exhale, influences my psychology and my physiology so much. So I don't want to spend too much time on each point because I said this would be a really long podcast. I've done probably full podcasts on most of these things today. Um, some of them I'm going to breeze through, some I'm going to spend more time on. So breath, guys, if you can do any simple thing, here's a simple practice for you. When you wake up in the morning, before your feet hit the ground, five breaths. Five expansive breaths. What it does for me is it opens up my spine. It opens up my rib cage. It allows my shoulders to move more freely. And then I'll get a little flowy type of movement happening so I can get my body moving. Now think about this. If we know that depth of breath, meaning the ability to breathe deeply and slowly, is kind of a gateway to calming down your body and your mind, well, what if you don't ever get to into those really expanded regions of the, of the diaphragm and the rib cage? What happens? 
It's like the walls start closing in around you. If you guys just reach above your head right now, take your arm way above your head and see if there's any tightness through the rib cage, through the side, through the lat. And if there is, that's telling you that those muscles are starting to atrophy and close in around the with the rib cage, ultimately decreasing the size of the inhalation pad cycle. So we don't want that to happen. So be super aware of expanding the rib cage, lengthening the muscles of the, of the uh, thorax and ultimately the spine and uh, allowing yourself to maintain the ability to breathe deeply. That's number three. Number four is walk. You guys have heard me talk, breathe, walk, meditate. That's three, four, and five. Walking is so much more than exercise for old people. So much more than exercise for old people. Um, there's so many benefits to first thing in the morning, just getting outside and getting for a walk, ideally walking into the sunrise. It's really cold where I am right now. If I'm in Canada, it's really cold. Most of the days, I don't, to be honest, get out to walk. I do try to get sunlight, but I'll always get my walking on a treadmill or somewhere that allows me to get some bilateral stimulation. So it's, it's important to be able to sink the left and right hemisphere of your brain to ultimately get spinal rotation. If you don't realize when you're walking, you're getting spinal rotation, you're improving hip mobility, you're ideally improving function of your foot, provided you're walking correctly. So many things uh, that go far beyond uh, just like what we say is exercise for old people. It's definitely not. Number five is meditation. You guys have heard me talk about this. And if you're not someone who meditates, I get it. It's not always easy to commit any amount of time to meditation. However, the gift in meditation in the simplest way, and this is what I talk to my, some of my clients about, some of my high-performing clients, the gift in meditation. Can any of you identify as saying sometimes you get stuck in your own head? Sometimes that your brain gets racing. Sometimes your thoughts are just racing out of control. Maybe you can't get to sleep or maybe you can't get focused on what you want to focus on. Well, that right there is a lack of the ability to come out of your mind. And meditation is the cure, we'll say, quote unquote, cure to that or the path out. So why is that? Well, meditation for me at its most simple level is simply being able to pay attention to what's happening inside of my body rather than what's happening inside of my mind. And so I can pay attention to what's inside of my body. I can pay attention to what's happening in the world around me. I can hold my conscious attention in two places at once, inside my body and outside of my body. I don't have to be in the future. I don't have to be in the past. I don't have to be in my head. I can just simply think about what it feels like to be breathing into my diaphragm or my feet feel like against the floor. Or maybe the warmth of the cold, the air is imparting against my skin. All of those can become meditative experiences. If you can train your mind to simply focus on that, you will not be focusing on what's on your head, what's in your head. So meditation, for those of you who are struggling to get out of your head, is a gift. So number six, as I take a little sip of my peppermint tea, is optimization of cellular health. So this is where Dr. Sinclair starts to um, dissect uh, longevity. Cellular health ultimately is probably a very complex process that I'm not going to get into today. But at the root of every illness is some dysfunction at the level of the cell. Now, that may be at the level of the mitochondria. That may be at the level of the phospholipid bilayer. That may be at the level of the nucleus, the DNA transcription, at the folding of the proteins. All these different uh, functions of the cell are uh, potential areas for dysfunction. So we need to understand at its most basic level what we need to be giving the cell in order for it to flourish. And so there's different theories here in this stuff. There's different theories around, well, someone will tell you that healing is frequency. 
So every cell in the body vibrates at a very specific frequency. And if it gets out of alignment or if the frequency starts to vary a little bit, the cell, the cell will start to become dysfunctional, ultimately cancerous or ill and die. Or it starts to have to experience something called X differentiation, which I'll tell you about later. That's super important. And so if we don't, uh, if we don't pay attention to cellular health, we don't ultimately allow the cell to thrive. So the cell is the, ba the most base level of the human body. And then we move up to like the organ and the organ system. And we progress through that. And we have to optimize cellular health. I am not an expert in cellular health, but as I study longevity this year, my intention is to have somebody on the podcast to teach me about cellular health and for me to read at least one book on cellular health this year. So I need to understand cellular function and then cellular optimization. So all of these practices, all 30 plus practices that I'm going to suggest today, in some way contribute to cellular health, right? So if I'm stressed, my cells become dysfunctional because they're probably on high alert. If I'm eating at the wrong times of the day, if I'm not sleeping correctly, if I'm not exercising, um, gosh, if, I, if I'm not getting the right light exposure, all these things are negatively impacting cellular health. So maybe cellular health goes, including breathing, walking, and meditation. So if, if, if I'm rewriting this list, Maybe I put cellular health at the very top of the list. Maybe. Because ultimately, if the goal is to live long, the root of it all has to be each individual cell. And Dr. Sinclair will very likely agree with that, and although he goes much more in-depth. I'll talk about that at the end. So, again, no, no particular order. Number seven, a lot of people tend to um, lose the ability to think. They tend to lose the ability to function in old age. And the next two points bridge together. Anyone over the age of 30 must intentionally engage in learning. And that's physical complex movement. And that's education in something that's completely new. So an example being I've taken up snowboarding recently, I've taken up boxing, jujitsu and, and Thai boxing. And I love it. And I'm learning some new things and I could feel my brain learning. And I was when I was snowboarding last week, um, I literally felt like I was in this state of hyper learning. Like my brain was just so turned on. You could have told me anything and I would have remembered it and I would have been able to think through it. It was so interesting to experience that level of uh, mental acuity, right? I don't know that I've ever had that level of mental acuity in my life. Growing up as a, as a kid who ate like crap, who wasn't particularly healthy, um, I don't know that I had even as a kid. Even through my 20s, I was always eating too much as a bodybuilder. So one of my guests or one of my... Um, detriments was sometimes my brain just felt like it was like I was a brain fog. So as I you know, passed 35 or even maybe 32 for me, it's almost like somebody turned the lights on. And that's why I choose to share all these best practices with you guys. It hasn't always been easy for me, right? I haven't been a good learner. I haven't had a good memory. Historically, my memory was terrible. And so one of the things I've been able to do is to reverse all that and change the story I have in my brain about who I am and, and what my past is and how I show up and what, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. So I literally show up as a blank slate every day. And that's actually one of the points here as well. Um, I recently, as I'm snowboarding, I end up walking a lot when I'm snowboarding. Because um, if you're snowboarding, you know, you have to take out your let your foot. You know, um, I end up walking a lot. And one of the things I realized is I think motivation is important. I think getting motivated to perform in any way is important. However, it's fleeting, right? It doesn't last forever. And as we start to become uh, challenged, let's say we start to do something that's outside of our comfort zone, 
it's important to acknowledge that your brain is going to uh, not want to do it. Your brain's going to start telling you some conversation as to why you should stop or why this is too hard or why you don't have to do it or making some excuse as to why it's just don't, just don't do it anymore. And so one of the things that I think we should add to our list for objectives for longevity, which ties very closely into meditation, is not necessarily the ability to be inspired and motivated all the time, but the ability to quiet our mind, the ability to have a clear mind. So when I was doing things, and you know, if you would ask me five years ago if I was able to, to you know, hike up these mountains and do it without discomfort, I would have said, hell no, like that's going to be, it's going to burn. And my, you know, yes, I'll do it, but it, it will be, uh, you know, a mental challenge. Like I'll have to like strap in and be like, all right, here we go. It's going to be challenging. But honestly, this time, it was like um, my body just just went. I was able to, to to decrease the chatter and just go. And you know, I know I did that as a bodybuilder when I would go deep and deep into hard workouts and stuff. But you know, this is a new level for me. Right? This is a new level of uncovering what the body is capable of if you can simply quiet the mind. So as I say, most people when they tell you you got to work hard, you got to like you got to grind, grit in, you got to get angry and grit your way through. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think just maybe clearing your mind. Just saying, I'm going to clear this mind. I'm going to take my attention inside of my body and focus on maybe maybe the sensation of discomfort. Maybe that's the thing I focus on, but it doesn't matter because if you're so focused on it, it's almost like it fills the room and it doesn't feel like discomfort. It just feels like warmth. It doesn't burn anymore. It doesn't hurt. It's just like, yeah, it's just there. And again, I wonder if this is what you know some of the great meditators and yogis achieve is like the ability to not experience the discomfort the ability to not uh, zero in on it, instead just to observe it and not experience it, right? That seems like a, an interesting thing to aspire to. Anyways, so seven and eight are complex movement and continued learning, and those are important. And then, you know, the meditation will add clear mind. That's important. And number nine, um, minimizing non-native radiation and EMF. So what does that mean? We're getting bombarded with shitty frequencies, and unfortunately, the government knows these are shitty frequencies and they still allow it to happen. And, and I've read books on this. The reality is there are healthy frequencies that we could use that um, ultimately would maybe allow these things to be less detrimental. Or maybe there's other practices they could implement that say, hey, these, these, these 5Gs aren't going to be so negatively impactful if we simply do X, Y, and Z. We're not getting any guidance. Guess what? The government doesn't have your best interest at heart. So you got to learn to protect yourself. So I did a podcast a while back with Nick Pinault, and we talked all about uh, how to protect yourself from EMF. Number 10, healing with frequency. And so I said that earlier when I spoke about uh, cellular health, and I'm not an expert at this, but there's literally a book called Healing with Frequency that I've been recommended at least three or four times now by people who say, go read this book. It'll change your life. It'll change the way you look at health. It'll change the way you look at optimization. And so that means pulsed EMF. So interestingly, pulsed EMF, which I just said EMF is bad, and now, but pulsed EMF can be the greatest thing ever to heal your body, potentially. Um, so it's interesting to acknowledge that you know a bad frequency is bad for you, and a good one could be very good. So obviously, our bodies are very much electrical beings, right? We're electrical structures, and it's important for us to ultimately uh, learn which frequencies are good and surround ourselves most. And the simple as, as grounding, right? Connecting into a, a natural environment, whether that be water or sand or grass or, or forest, allowing yourself to stay grounded and connect into that healing frequency of the, of the earth. Um, it's ultimately called a Schumann frequency. So 
number 12. Um, and I, I spoke about this briefly when I said breathing, but I think one of the greatest gifts that we have as humans is the ability to control our own state. I call it arousal control. What's arousal control? Well, as I just said, I don't want to be the same person when I go in to, to tuck my little baby goodnight as I do when I go into deadlift with some guys that I you know, want to show who's the man. Um, it's just not the same, right? And so we measure arousal control through heart rate variability. And if you guys aren't familiar with heart rate variability, you should be. Everyone listening to this podcast, familiarize yourself with heart rate variability. The best expert that I've come across recently, at least the one who talks on this the most, is Dr. Jay Wiles. Dr. Jay is phenomenal. He's been on the podcast. He's also got his own podcast called Hanu Health, H-A-N-U, Hanu Health. Uh, he's phenomenal. Um, number 13. Now, this is an interesting one that a lot of you guys are going to maybe like snuff at, and I suggest you don't. Um, do you know that the most abundant thing in the body is water? And we don't, when we don't think about the quality of our water, and it's like, yeah, I'm just going to open a tap or I'm going to drink from a plastic bottle. That's not good for you. It's not healing. Water is healing, right? Water, water can potentially be the greatest healing source we have or one of, except when it's maybe full of chlorine or full of fluoride or full of pharmaceuticals or full of parabens all these things that are very, very common in your water supply. So I'm neurotic about my source of water. So I actually spend a lot of money on great water filters. Even when I'm traveling, I make sure that I bring a great water filter with me or I'll buy big glass jugs, ideally from the spring water, or I'll try to find a filter that I can take with me. I'm trying out a bunch of new filters. So Berkey is always a good solution. It's a good mobile solution. Uh, you can always use that. It's very inexpensive. Put it on your countertop. It works really well. Personally, lately, I've been using uh, Ben Greenfield's dad's water system. His name's Gary Greenfield. And I believe it's uh, greenfieldwatersolutions.com. And I like it. I like his filter. He's, it's very extensive. It's very well thought out. It's a three-phase filter. And it's about four or five grand all in uh, if, it's, if you're putting on a whole house. So it's not too expensive, but it uh, seems to do a very good job. So it filters, it remineralizes, and then it structures. And those, I think, that are the three things you really want to know or have when you are um, filtering the water. So you want to get all the crap out. So he's got a multiple stage filtration system, and then he's, which ultimately sometimes strips minerals, and then he'll remineralize, and then he will structure, which basically like changes the energy sequence. So in water, there's these... Um, yeah, every every molecule has a, a shape or a structure. And so it can ultimately be influenced significantly by the energetic state. So they found ways, uh, proven in science, to structure or energize the water. And that's um, greenfieldwatersolutions.com, I think. Um, number 14 is sunlight. And so, man, I didn't realize how much sunlight impacted my overall drive, my overall desire to do anything until I spent three months in Costa Rica and now three months in Canada, like polar opposites, right? So in Costa Rica, I was up every day at 4.30 outside, walking, moving, you know, in the water, surfing. And you, it's like you get an extra six hours of the day, even though the sun goes down, you know, in Costa Rica is like 6.10 every day. Um, I, I still feel like you get an extra six hours of the day because I'm going to bed at like, you know, 8, 9 p.m., I'm up at like 3.30 or 4. I have so much time before the world wakes up to really be me. So what a gift it was to spend three months in Costa Rica with my family, ultimately uh, connecting with myself, connecting with nature, learning more about myself, learning some new skills, surfing, uh, horseback riding, uh, things I'd never done before. So it was fun. And those are things that I plan to do when I'm 65. So I'm in no rush 
to uh, be an expert, but I am in, uh, I, I do plan to do them every day or as often as I can. Um, number 15, sleep. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on sleep, guys. Optimize your sleep. This I put this in my top three, right? Maybe top four, uh, probably top three, sleep. And so sleep is a big one. If you're not sleeping well, good luck losing fat. Good luck building muscle. Good luck getting in shape. I actually just took on a client recently and uh, he says he's been you know, working really hard for six months and He's you know, training really hard he's, he's, and he's you know fasting and doing all the things right and his diet looks pretty good. And he's lost three pounds. I was like, oh, how is that possible, right? I'm like, how much do you sleep? He's like, one to two hours a night. I was like, okay, well, that's a big problem. How do we fix? So then obviously as a coach, that's my lever. I, I'm going to go after, as a coach, you guys don't understand my coaching method. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast are coaches too. My coaching approach is what I call the weakest link approach. Right, you're only as good as your weakest link. So I'm literally trying to, to look for for holes in the armor. Right, I want to see. Okay, what you know, you're great at all these areas. Great, awesome. Keep doing what you do, and I'm going to look for the greatest opportunity to make a change. And oftentimes, that's in the thing that you're not good at, you know, or almost always, it's in the thing you're not good at. So, um, move along from sleep. I'm not going to talk about press practices for sleep. Just guys, the thing that's killing your sleep is uh, things we talked about already: light and EMF. Like that's what's killing your sleep, 100%. And maybe not controlling your state of arousal. And I'm going to sip on my tea. Delicious peppermint tea. Um, maybe Numi will sponsor the podcast. Just kidding. Um, all right. So the next one is a little bit ambiguous. And I wrote this down. It's in very much in alignment with purpose, but it's daily prior prioritization. Daily prioritization. What does that mean? Well, I think that um, people who succeed in life are people who understand the things that are most important to them and they prioritize them. And they wake up every day with a certain amount of like drive, a certain amount of uh, motivation because they feel like they got all their stuff done and they prioritize the things that are important instead of spending time on stuff that's inconsequential or low impact, right? So when you schedule your life and you go, hey, I consciously choose from this list of 100 things that I have to do, I choose this five to seven to 10 things that I'm going to check off this list today. I know those are the most high impact because I've consciously chosen them. So when I do that, I, I feel a sense of accomplishment. I'm like, you know what? I got some really big things done today. I, I finished the big rocks. And so those people are the ones who tend to, to live life on purpose. They tend to live life uh, with a little more fulfillment and a little more drive. So even though that's a little subjective, a little ambiguous, prioritizing what's important to you consciously every day rather than letting the whirlwind of life pull you in every direction is an important aspect in longevity, right? So when we have purpose and, and direction, it's so much easier to get up every day and feel great and move and train and, and you know, engage with people in an awesome way rather than feeling repressed and depressed and staying in your house and being bitter and being the, the CV police um, and be assholes to everybody, right? So my suggestion, guys, is if you're having a hard time and you're struggling, um, prioritize what's important. Um, that, that kind of is, is in alignment with this. Um, I see a lot of people out there, tangent, but important, who are looking for a handout from the government. And like, yeah, I don't want to work because I'm just going to get two grand a month from the government anyways. And what a terrible existence. And if that's you, I apologize, but there's so many opportunities out there for you to get great jobs. And I'm going to tell you all you have to do. What, you know, there's there's one, one thing I tell my kids every single day. There's only two things in life you can draw. What is it? Attitude, effort. That's it. You control your attitude. You control your effort. So if you're someone who's looking to change your life, show up with a great attitude. Show up with the attitude of the CEO 
and give the same amount of effort as the CEO or better. And guess what will happen in a short amount of time? You will be the CEO, right? If you're underperforming in life or you're unhappy with where you are, it's just your performance. You're underperforming, your attitude isn't right and your effort isn't there. That's it. So how do you change that? Prioritization. Learn what's prioritizing. Show up with great attitude and effort. All right, 17, fasting. You guys have talked about fasting. Fasting, Dr. Sinclair will come on and talk to us all about fasting. And that's really this, this idea of increasing mTOR, right? So it's, uh, sorry, increasing AMPK. AMPK is uh, basically the cellular signal for uh, low energy. So when, you're, when your energy is low in the cell, your body increases AMPK. And that's a good thing. We want that. So it's almost like telling your body that it's a time of stress and it upregulates AMPK. And it also starts to upregulate these genes called sirtuins, which Dr. Sinclair is going to come on and talk. So we have a few ways to, to increase mTOR. Fasting is one of them. Uh, there's some supplements called rapamycin and metformin. Talk to your doctor about those. Um, important. And so um, AMPK is the opposite of mTOR or their antagonist. So if we're trying to increase AMPK, we need to decrease mTOR. So this is a little bit interesting for people who want to build muscle. So if you want to build muscle, mTOR is the way to build muscle. It's the path, right? The more you stimulate mTOR as a bodybuilder, the more you grow. However, we also know this is taking away from longevity. So as a former professional bodybuilder, I know that I overstimulated mTOR for 20 plus years. So this is also why now I eat a lot less. I do a lot more fasting. I try to intentionally do things that are going to reverse the aging process that I probably accelerated for 20 years of my life. And uh, for me, this is a big deal, right? So less protein, less overall calories. I'm usually in a caloric deficit um, for the most part. And uh, I eat really quote unquote healthy foods. And that to me is uh, hopefully the best way to help my body be healthy at the cellular level. Okay, um, 19, low blood sugar. That's pretty obvious. Don't spike your blood sugar. You see a lot of people wearing these continuous glucose monitors um, with that CGM, continuous glucose monitor, just to check like where does your blood sugar, where is it stable? And when does it go up? And when does it go down? And uh, you know, when I eat a banana versus eating a cup of rice, what does it do? And everyone's different. So having low blood sugar is very much dependent on you. Um, so the objective, I think in general, we want to stay below 90 always. And resting, I think my resting is actually pretty low. I think that's good. Probably because I just have a lot, still have a lot of muscle mass. People ask how much I weigh now because I'm so much smaller. I'm still 250, 245 pounds. Um, you know, so, and again, I'm not super lean. I'm probably 12 plus percent body fat, maybe maybe 12. And, I, and, I, and so I don't allow myself to get up like over 14. As soon as I feel myself getting a little getting uh, up around that, I'm like, all right, let's pull it back down. I'll get down to 10. And that's healthy for me, right? It's like, it doesn't require two to three hours a day of training. And that's comfortable. Like I'm, I'm lean, I have abs, and I feel good. So that's kind of the objective. And so that's, uh, you know, the si simple cycle. And if I want to get down to six, it takes me 30 days, right? Literally just tighten it up, do some cardio, and it's there. Because I know how to do it. And if my body's healthy, and my stress is comfortable, my stress is uh, managed, why do we get down to 6% quickly, which is a gift, right? And it's a gift of many, many years of training. Uh, but right now, my priority in life isn't being 6% body fat and being on the cover of magazines. It's, uh, I want to grow my business. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to uh, learn. I want to be able to contribute more to the world. And so if I spend two to three hours a day training, it's taken away from those things. And I still love training. I still absolutely train you know, 90 minutes to two hours every day, <clears throat> but in different ways. Like I said, it's not just like how much can I deadlift and squat anymore. It's like, hey, how many hours a week can I put into boxing or kickboxing or jiu-jitsu? 
and learning new skills that ultimately just allow my brain to develop in a new way and open up new circles of friends. And uh, it's just fun. So something to think about. Um, so again, number 20 is sub 12% body fat for men, sub 18 for women. That's maybe subjective, but that's the ideal. That That's important for longevity. More than that, it's caused a lot of hormone dysregulation. Uh, 21, gut health. Talked about that a lot. Uh, microbiome diversity. So gut health and microbiome diversity may not be the same thing, even though they're kind of intertwined. So gut health could encompass um, enzymes. It could encompass uh, acids. It could encompass the gut wall. And those things are slightly different than the microbiome itself. So I separate those. Um, number 23, and I don't know a lot about this. Actually, in about 45 minutes, I'm going to get a drip of NAD. Um, so NAD is something that Dr. Sinclair also speak, speaks about for increasing longevity. To be honest, I don't know mechanistically what it's doing. <laughs> but it is improving mitochondrial uh, energy, basically. So the mitochondria's ability to produce energy is regulated by NAD, as far as I know. But again, this is on my list of things to understand this year. Um, decreased inflammation is massive. Maybe this could be in the top five as far as longevity. So if you're someone that wants to live long and you want your brain to work really well, um, you ultimately want to improve uh, inflammation. And so that starts in the gut and that looks at blood sugar and looks at toxins, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So number 25, now this is subjective. And I think Dr. Sinclair may ask me to take this off the list is uh, oxidative support. So oxidative support means, uh, you know, you get a lot of oxidative damage from just exercise and life and anything that kind of increases the oxygen consumption of your body increases the need for, or, or sorry, increases free radicals. And so a lot of people take things like hydrogen or things like uh, glutathione or things like vitamin C or NAC, and those things are uh, oxidative support. And now I have always believed those to be effective. I'm learning now that they may be less effective, although some of them have other effects as far as um, maybe not being beneficial to, um, you know, scavenging free radicals or things like that, which, which is the old belief. A couple of things I'm going to rip through really quick. Cold exposure, heat exposure, infrared light, so red light therapy. Um, 29 and 30 are important, peptides and hormones. Now, I'm not an advocate ubiquitously of anything. I think that hormones just given to everyone is a big mistake. I think peptides are the future. I think peptides, for the you guys that don't understand peptides, I did a podcast with Ryan Smith. I also did a podcast with Jean-Francois, which is spelled J-E-A-N, Jean-Francois, um, talking about peptides. And so some of them are a little bit deep as far as understanding the dialogue and the terminologies. But uh, if you listen to them twice, you can pick up a lot of the stuff. I'm going to sip a little bit of my tea so I don't pop. Um, there's definitely some peptides that can improve sexual function, that can improve um, fat burning, that can improve uh, joint health, that can improve growth hormone secretion, that can improve sleep, et cetera, et cetera, cardiovascular function, liver function, et cetera, et cetera. So peptides are basically these short pro uh, proteins that when administered in the body have a very direct effect on um, a specific cell type or the production of a specific gene. And that can cause pretty significant changes in the body. So uh, worth looking at and talk to your doctor. All right, 31. We've got a couple more, three more, we're done. 31 enzymes. I think everyone should be taking enzymes. And I know today's, I want to say sponsors is Bioptimizers. And they are the producers of Masszymes. I literally put every one of my clients on enzymes. Um, so Masszymes is very specific to proteolytic enzymes. But enzymes can come in a, a wide array of different types that have different benefits. And so I plan to have the world's leading expert on enzymes on the podcast to teach you guys all about it. And so if you're someone who wants to improve gut health or joint health or heart health or um, 
yeah, so, so many different things. You can uh, look to enzymes as being one of the best and seemingly safest approaches. Number 32, aerobic fitness. Everyone should be doing at least, we'll say one hour, one hour to one and a half hours per week of zone two training, which means the easiest way to understand zone two is uh, you got to be nasal only and you got to be pushing pretty hard and, and staying only nasal breathing. So as hard as you can go, nasal only. And another way to remember is like there should be a little bit of lactic acid accumulating, a little bit of burn, but not so much that it makes you stop. So you know, for most people, this is going to be like 140, 145 beats per minute, uh, depending on your age. So maybe some people would say 220 minus your age and around 75% of that. So I'm 40, 220 minus my age is 180 and seven spot 140, something like that. So uh, that's typically where we want to be in about two hours, one hour and a half to two hours a week. And so muscle building, this is, this is I say this at the end because I can spend a little time on this one. It's important. So how does muscle building tie into longevity? Well, you should build muscle. You absolutely must train to build muscle. It's so important to improve mitochondrial biogenesis. To, you know, it's the biggest organ or, or the most abundant organ in our body. It's definitely our skin. It's your muscles. There's so many um, secretory molecules released when you train that upregulate health and fitness and cellular optimization and mitochondrial function and brain function and vet, um, vascular endothelial function. These things are known. And there's nothing as far as a single impact that has a greater impact on the body if you're doing it correctly and you're not doing too much, right? So think of it like laser targeting versus dropping an atomic bomb. Right, so when we train, we want to make sure we're training hard. We're creating muscular stress and muscular damage, and ultimately some some lactic acid or lactate buildup. But we don't want to like just crush it to the point we can't walk for four days. Right, that you know, then your body shifts into like recovery mode. The immune system becomes uh, dampened. I, to be honest, that's actually what happened to me. Is uh, why I'm a little bit sick. Is I trained a little too hard after having a week off skiing, and my body was just like I literally couldn't move. So. Um, that was why. So it seems like my body was just fighting off this soreness, which is like full body debilitating soreness. And uh, my immune system was beaten up. So I was like, oh, got this little throat thing going on, this little uh, cough, but I'm okay. And so as I said in the beginning, uh, oh, finishing up muscle building, um, the minimum, the science shows the minimum uh, you need to train a week is five sets per body part. And I'm guessing that means, that's pretty subjective, but I'm guessing that means um, failure. Right? I mean, you got to go somewhere near failure to elicit this response. Five sets per body part per week. That's the minimum to maintain. So my suggestion is 10 sets per week. That can be divided in two training sessions, which would be a good way to split it. So ultimately, you're doing five sets today and five sets in one to two days, right? So that, or, or three days. And that's a great way to split it. So I think if you broke up your entire body, there's about eight muscle groups, maybe eight, nine muscle groups. So you're looking at 80 to 90 sets a week. And if you divide that over six days, you're looking at 12 to 15 sets per day. That's not that much, right? 45 to 60 minutes, provided you're not, you know, scrolling on your phone and you know, whatever, doing whatever people do in the gym. So uh, focus, 10 sets of work, you're done. And so Dr. Sinclair, and again, I don't want to quote him, but you guys should all go to Lifespan Podcast. He just started it and I'm a huge fan. He's so great. I had him on the podcast before. He was such a generous man and uh, truly a blessing to start to, dive into all of his research. And so he starts to explain this concept of X differentiation. So what that basically means is, he says aging is defined as this um, cellular process of X differentiation. Now, again, I'm, I'm not an expert in this, so don't quote me on this stuff. But effectively what's happening as we age, if there's certain cellular conditions that are present in the nucleus, 
the, so let's say your brain cells are transcribing new DNA. There, there's a process by which the brain cells can actually differentiate into different types of cells. It's like literally your brain cell could, could form a kidney cell. And then, so the brain cell obviously isn't working as a brain cell anymore. So your brain starts to degrade. That's really interesting to, to include your liver could produce a brain cell. And so when your body is transcribing these pieces of DNA, they're usually reading the DNA from you know, how, wherever they read the DNA from. Again, I'm not an expert, but super interesting to realize that there's this process of reading that causes X differentiation. And then ultimately cells start to become different cells. And then the, the function of that organ or that system starts to degrade. And one of the, and he's now saying, hey, there's ways all the list I just told, I told you, to start preventing this X differentiation or maybe reversing it. And so how interesting is this, right? We know the mechanism now, like, hey, if we just do these things, we can improve this function of the cell to allow it to remain as a brain cell. So they, in the podcast, he speaks about Alzheimer's. They know that in somebody's brain, so many of these cells have become different cells. They've become X differentiated and they're no longer functioning as brain cells. That's interesting. So you can imagine it's like having, you know, like Swiss cheese in your brain. The brain only works in certain ways, and then you get too many of these, and also the brain doesn't work at all. And he literally says, and I'm quoting, but he says every disease, every single disease, including heart disease and, and diabetes, is a result of this process of X differentiation. Interesting. And so if we just learn to, to control it or influence it, and he says we'll be able to measure it for under a dollar soon, um, we can know exactly if our body is uh, aging or aging reverse. Well, what a gift. So guys, I know that was a long podcast. I hope it was valuable. Let's just get you how I'm thinking about, about longevity. I know that's like a very high-level overview. But uh, so my best practices every day is eating less for sure. Um, I, eat a, I eat a good balance of plants and, and, and meats. I know there's people out there saying, oh, you can't eat meat. And there's people that say, you can't eat vegetables. I think it's somewhere in between. Right? I really believe that you need to have high quality plant foods, even if just for mitochondrial um, diversity, or sorry, uh, microbiome diversity. I think it's important. Uh, I'm, I'm confident it's important. And personally, I just feel better when I eat vegetables. I eat really high quality meats. I spend a lot of time trying to uh, eliminate the toxins that I'm consuming. And that means I'm taking the water. I'm, I'm really conscious of the, the toxins in the water. I'm really conscious of my sources of meat. I'm really conscious of my sources of vegetables. And that's kind of it. Like, do I eat some some bad food from time to time? The worst things I eat, to be honest, are uh, almond butter, rice cakes, and uh, protein bars. That's definitely the three worst things I eat on a regular basis. And people are like, oh, you're a loser. Like, yeah, kind of. Like, but uh, food doesn't excite me. Like, I love going out to a nice meal, but at the end of the day, like for me, food is fuel, and uh, I want to feel good. I want to be fueled, and I want to be healthy. And so eating ice cream and donuts and stuff like that, just, you know, sometimes I get the urge. Most of the time I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go home and have a bowl of berries. I'll be happy. So when you guys are hungry and you are wanting to binge, ask yourself, what are my goals? And am I living in alignment with them every single day? Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Muslim Intelligence Podcast. If you join this podcast and you find value, share with at least one person you know and love who is ultimately trying to live, or let's say not trying, let's say is living their greatest life in a body they love. And maybe they just need a little more direction. So one of the missions of muscle intelligence is empowering men and women. Ultimately, the reason I talk to men is because, you know, I, I'm a man and I can relate to the stuff that men are going through, right? I can, I can relate to aging. I can relate to uh, stresses. I can relate to just like male stuff. And so uh, I, I don't ever want to um, 
you know, dissuade women from being part of our community. We actually have some amazing women in our community as far as the coaching community and the muscle intelligence community. Um, but men just, you know, we talk, we tend to talk about guy stuff and we tend to talk about being dads and we tend to talk about being entrepreneurs and uh, it's really fun. So, um, you know, our, our mission really is to empower men with the ability to express the greatness within themselves, right? And so expressing the greatness within you is uh, maybe a result of having the energy to show up every day at your best, right? It means that means you got to sleep well, you got to move well, you got to eat well, you got to nourish, right? It means having the clarity, it means having the community to be able to discuss it with and bounce your ideas off of people and ultimately having the resources at your disposal to know how to fix all these things. Because man, I, I know I gave you a big list, it's huge. And you're like, oh, uh, I don't know how to do all those things, Ben. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And it's not that hard. And which ones are most important for you is different person to person. So this is really what we're trying to be. We're trying to create a community, or not we're trying, we're creating a community of high achiever men. And I say high achiever because anyone who aspires to be better than they are today, that's a high achiever to me. Like, if you're someone who makes excuses, you're not in my community. We had one guy who makes excuses in the community and he got out pretty fast. He just didn't feel like he could keep up. And listen, I tried. <laughs> I tried to support him. It just wasn't working. Anyways, if you're someone who aspires to be better every day, whatever that looks like, you know, think about reviewing this list. Or think, maybe listen to the podcast again and reach out. If I can support you in any way, um, let me know. And if there's any of these things you're struggling with and realize you're not alone. It's so funny to me that most men and women are facing the exact same problems. Exact same problems. There's no different. We're all facing the exact same stuff. And we think, oh, you know, my problems are so unique. I'm like, no, they're not. They're all, everyone's got the same stuff. And if we simply fix like a few things, the number one thing I get, I hear from all my guys in my group, most of, man, I just feel so much better. And to be honest, it's the best when people say, this is the best thing I've done in my life. That's the goal, right? Is I want people to say, this is, this coaching is the best thing I've done in my life. And I've got that probably 30, 40% guys said that, which is great because I don't work with that many guys. It's pretty awesome. I feel I feel very blessed. So guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a listener to the podcast. If you did enjoy this, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. I want to hear from you. So we're currently being played on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. And uh, definitely, definitely, definitely leave me a comment. If you guys want to talk to me, if you want to hear from me, if you want to learn more about how I transform people, how I approach these areas of longevity, feel free to reach out. I can do isolated podcasts on all of them. To be honest, that's maybe one of my priorities for this year is to research one thing a week or one thing every couple of weeks and bring it to you guys in a way that is uh, easy to understand and easy to take away. So um, today's podcast is brought to you by uh, Bubs Naturals. So um, Biome Breakthrough was our, our front-end sponsor, the, the, the sponsor that started the podcast, biomebreakthrough.com slash muscle. And we're going to end this podcast with a shout-out to an amazing, amazing company who's really doing amazing things, and it's Bubs Naturals. And guys, you know, I've, I've supported Bubs for years. Um, and the reason being is integrity, right? So having really high quality ingredients and um, just keeping it simple and supporting their community and being about something bigger than just making money. You know, they give 10% of their profits back to uh, charity. And it's a really small company who's doing a really good job. And uh, I love to support small companies doing a good job rather than like, hey, let's go support Amazon and these massive conglomerate companies that uh, ultimately are you know, doing whatever with whatever is their motivation, supporting small companies that we know. And again, I've, I've verified this. These, this is, so when you talk about like college and MCT, there's only like three places in the whole world where you can get these, these products as far as like the raw ingredients. So they're definitely getting it from the highest quality. And I know that. So if you're going to get it, why not take advantage of the 25% off? 
And so head over to muscleintelligence.com slash bubs naturals and use the code muscle. You get 25% off all the way through January. Stock up. You're not going to get that discount forever. So my suggestion is you pick up MCT. Everyone that I suggested MCT to you goes, man, I'm never using almond milk again. Or man, I'm never using milk again. Yeah, no shit. MCT is really, really good. And add some collagen in there. And you want, may want to add some real mushrooms, lion's mane. You may want to add some alpha GPC in there just to really turn that brain on. Thank you so much, guys. Muscleintelligence.com slash naturals. You can also go to muscleintelligence.com slash podcast and see all of the show notes and links in there. And have an amazing day. Live your greatest life in a body you love. And thanks for always tuning in. Thanks for putting up with my voice. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.